Okay, so uh, hello. What's your name and where are you from? Well, hi, I'm very pleased, first of all, to, to speak with you today, and I'm so honored by your invitation. My name is Ellen Wasalina. I am originally from Oakland, California. Um, so, what is your native language? So, my native language is English. Uh, I grew up with parents speaking different languages. Uh, so, but uh, my mother, who was German, spoke to us in English. Okay, thank you. And when did you arrive in France and where did you live? So I arrived, you mean to settle, to live here? To? Or to settle, to live here. Yeah. Right? Or when before, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So if you want to say the first time I came to France, I was very young, um, so I was 12. But the first time then that I came later on, and I came almost every year throughout my university studies, I came to do an internship at Usinor in 1983, I believe, and La Défense. So that was the first time really that I, I spent some time living as a student, as a university student. But then I really came to settle in 1986. Okay, and still around Paris. Yes, yes, I started in Paris because that was the only place I think, you know, when, once you come to France, you, you come to Paris. And I had friends who lived in Vincennes uh, at the time. So I started actually in Vincennes um, and then I got myself my own apartment. And I remember my very first apartment was Avenue de Versailles in the 16 e Okay, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so to what country do you feel like you belong and does the language has an impact on it? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? To what, to what country do you feel like you belong and if the language has an impact on it? So that, that's a difficult question for me to answer, but I'll try to explain. Um, I grew up in the United States, but I left when I was a young woman. Um, and I have been in France longer than I have in the United States. I feel very much at home in France. It's my home, it's my office, it's my world. It's where I raised my family. It's where I did most of my career. So I, I have a heart in me that's American, but it's also German and Ukrainian. Um, but I feel very French, I, I'm, I'm at home here. And I missed France when I went back recently to Washington, uh, which is not my home city, but it's my country. And I realized all the nice things that I liked about France. And so I was so happy to come back. <laughs> okay. And so how did you learn French? French? Yeah. How did I learn French? I started very early. First, first of all, my mother taught us German at home. So we were learning already German at home before we even went to um, grade school. Okay. Um, and then I started to learn French because I said, mom, I really want to learn French. Um, that's what I'm interested in uh, because it, It was just everything at the time that I liked was, you know, I was a young girl. I liked fashion and I was very interested in fashion. I said, oh, it's my dream to go to France and live in France. So she made it possible for me to go to night school because she was teaching German at a night school, the local community college. And so she said, well, why don't you go and try some French classes while you're there? Well, I'm teaching German and you go to French classes. So it started like that. So I was about, I don't know, 12 or 13 or 14 maybe. And then, um, of course, I learned French. I later on took a minor in French with my bachelor's studies at the university level. So, but then in between, I was going to Europe every year. 
Um, and my mother sent me to, for example, to Brussels to live with um, a German family, but that was in Brussels. So I was able to have French speaking friends right across the street, in fact, the neighbors. Um, so I was able to go every summer and perfect my French, which became quickly better than my German, although she also sent me to her families in Germany so I could do both. So I was perfectly trilingual actually at the time. Okay, very impressive. <laughs> so actually in which language do you communicate with people all around the world? So around the world, I'll start with my family first, if you don't mind. Um, I raised my boys in France. So I spoke English to them and their dad spoke French to them. Um, and I feel at ease in either language. I'm fully bilingual, so I can switch back and forth. If I see somebody knows French, I speak French to them, and they're not going to speak English to me because I speak very good French. <laughs> and then if I see there's somebody that speaks English, I'm going to speak English to them, but I know they don't speak French. So um, it, it's a good exercise, actually, and I, I'm very comfortable. I wrote two books in French. For writing, I think because of the fact that I did two masters in France in French, I'm more comfortable, believe it or not, Mathilde, writing in French at, at a very high level. Um, so in English, I tried to, and I did write two books uh, very recently in English, but I hadn't written really in English, although I have a very good vocabulary. But I feel more at ease. I feel French for me is, um, is a richer, richer language, and I feel more comfortable expressing myself in that. Okay. And so do you speak German with people who are from Germany? Of course. Um, so I, I used to speak German with my mother, who is no longer with us. Um, I always spoke with her in German. I was with three children, and I was the only one that really learned German at a university level. And so I, I really uh, was important for me to learn my mother's language. And of course, I went to see her family, my, my cousins, my aunts in Germany. Um, and so I always spoke German with her. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, <clears throat> so, according to you, what are the difference between perception and interpretation of language? Or what does mean both of these terms? Perception and interpretation. In, in, in what regard? Could you explain? Uh, according to language. Perception of a language? Um, or language hmm. or words or meaning of words? according to different language and to different people who are from different countries? So, um, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm more comfortable with French and the French language because for me it has a richer vocabulary. Um, you're talking about the perception of the language or the people or how one expresses themselves, is that what you want to know? Um, yeah, more of your opinion or your... To you, what does both of these words represent? And if you see a real difference between the two of these words in language uh, sphere. Okay. okay, so obviously the two languages, if I can just take two languages that I speak, which is my mother tongue, which is English, um, and then my, my second language, which is French. Um, English is a very straightforward language um, and very direct language. Um, and a very, I would say, almost simplistic language. However, when I when I finished college, Mathilde, I had a very rich vocabulary. 
And I had a girlfriend at the time where we, we were learning, you know, like new words every day. You know, I have those calendars where you, you really enrich your vocabulary. I think I had a very rich vocabulary in English when I finished college. And I was, as I said, we were, it was a game for us to learn a new word or learn something new. So English is a rich language if you dig deep enough and it's a very wide spoken language. Now, in terms, as I said earlier in French, um, the French language is, is very rich and it has very deep historic connotations to it. It's more sophisticated historically, I would say older maybe or not. I may make a mistake if I say that it's older than English because English, you know, the, there's a competition there, I think, in terms of which language is older. But um, like I said earlier, um, I feel more comfortable for writing um, uh, in French. Uh, English is, is automatic, as is French. I don't really think uh, about it. Uh, the perception of English or English speaking people, um, we can get into some intercultural uh, matters. As you know, I'm teaching a course in intercultural communication. And the perception of English or English speaking people are that they don't speak any other language. And I right away want to say that I speak four languages and I want that possibility to communicate somebody if it's not in English, it can be in French or German or Italian. So when I start to talk to somebody, I try to understand what their perception is and automatically assume that, you know, you can hear I have an accent in English, um, but I also speak French and I, I, I try to open that door. And so they have the possibility of speaking another language with me and to say, oh, well, you know, speaking French opens up the, the whole francophonie, right? So there's a very rich geography, I think, and, and context, historical, cultural, etc. So I, I always offer the people an opportunity who want to speak with me that I also speak German. I said, well, I say a few things in German, of course, no accent. And, <laughs> you know, so the, the perception of, of, of languages, I think, is how and in what situation you would be in and how you would use them. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> and so interpretation is different uh, from perception to you? Yeah, yeah, I think interpretation is, um, first of all, if you want to talk about interpreting the language or interpreting the person that speaks the language, um, interpreting um, comes, you know, when you, when you speak a different language, as you know, there's different context to different language. And when I speak English, I speak in another way um, because of the vocabulary. Of course, I have a very good vocabulary, but uh, it's more of a direct speak, right? Um, and so it would be interpreted as more of a direct sort of contact to somebody. And, and you know, the Anglophones are a little bit more direct. Whereas you speak French, it's a little bit more, as we say in French, enrobé. You know, it's, it's very nice. There's the politesse, you know, there's a little bit rounder sophistication, I would almost say to, you can't just say, we oui know, you know, it's, well, you have to explain why. And, you know, and, and, and some people who don't know the French culture, because, you know, I want to say too, at this point, let's see, that it's not only about the verbs, the nouns and the pronouns, but it's also about the culture. And I always say, if you learn a language, learn the culture, understand the people, understand the history, because it's not enough language, really. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> A really complete answer. <laughs> Good. Um, 
So would you say that you ever experienced a conflict uh, because uh, language perception and or interpretation? Huh. That's a very good question. So again, I think I was sort of starting to answer it in my, you know, just the preceding question. Um, Americans, English speaking people are very direct. And I had the case recently where um, I spoke with someone and I said, you know, I've just come back from the United States and I kind of got into the habit of speaking a little bit more directly in English. Now in French, I can't do that because the, no, it's true. The, the French requires another, you know, another way of speaking. And I can't say what I say in English. What, uh, I can't say what I say in French, what I say in English. It doesn't come out the same way. Um, and it's cultural. When you are sensitive like I am and having lived in France almost 40 years, um, you know that you can't say things that you can say in English, uh, in French that you can say in English. I guess I'm trying to say it that way. It's a little bit more direct in English and in French it's a little bit more enrobé, you know, it's a little bit more complicated, subtle. I like to use the conditional subjunctive You know, it, it's it's a little bit more sophisticated. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, the next question you already answered a bit, but um, is, do you feel like your personality is different when you speak a different language? And is it due only to the language or also to the country you're in, to the people or mainly to the language? That's an excellent question. Um, First of all, I'm the same person, I think, in any language. Uh, my character is such that, but as like I told you, the, the parenthèse would be I just came back from the United States and I tend to speak more directly in English anyway. Um, my character doesn't change, my, my language does. Uh, people that know me know me as who I am, who you know who I am. Um, I'm a diplomat i'm very culturally diverse i'm very open but i'm also very direct um, in certain ways but i i adapt to people Matigde. when i travel i've traveled a lot as you know i think i told you about it in our previous course um, i was recently in north africa i adapt very quickly I, luckily the language is french so and i think i even make it more you know um Uh, because I know that they expect that. Uh, so I adapt very quickly. If I go to another country where I'm speaking English, but I know that they're a little bit more formal, then I, you know, I adjust my English accordingly. My personality doesn't change um, at all. It's just I adapt to the circumstances. I can be formal, I can be informal, but I always take into consideration, I think this is part of what I've, I've just been doing in my intercultural uh, communications class, is that We need to adapt, we need to use language as a medium and try to communicate and, and, and listen. I think that's the really important part. Yeah, that's also a um, communication point of view. That's what we're always asked. We need to communication to answer to a certain target. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, no one uh, told us that yet. But that's really interesting. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, was the language a barrier to integrate to the country or more strength to meet people, to get with people and exchange with them? So I'll tell you, when I, when I came to France many years ago, 
I only looked for French friends. I did not look for American friends. Uh, I looked to understand the French, uh, live with the French, eat with the French, become as French as possible. So I wanted to integrate. And I think that's, um, that's what you have to do to understand the French. And I always say I'm more French than the French because I know, and after living so long here, and I feel French, um, and people look at me like I'm French. Um, I open my mouth and they know I'm French, which, which is a huge success for me, you know, when, when you're going to integrate something. And I would have done it probably in, in any country because that's who I am. I want to understand, I want to embrace, I want to integrate, um, and I want to understand. Okay, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Um, so what do you think about French people? Do you feel like they are welcoming, uh, especially when you're speaking another foreign language when you don't speak French yet? No, that's a very good question because it's changed over time. When I first got here, and even as a student, nobody spoke English. Get to this train station, it's all in French. I ordered flan for a week because I, I was so afraid to make a mistake and have them criticize me because I couldn't say anything else. No, it's true. Um, I was younger than you. I was I was a teenager at the time, and I, you know, and, and I, I had to get my courage up because you wouldn't know it, but I was shy as a, as a younger person, and I had to get my courage up to not make a mistake. And I knew that, that you know the French were so hard on you if you didn't at least get it right pronunciation. Gosh, you know. But uh, as I went on, and as France grew and opened up more. Now, if you know, at the Gal du Nord or any Gal that you go to, there's agents now that young people like you that all speak English. So uh, that helps too for someone who doesn't, you know, come. But why should we assume that all French people should speak English? You know, why should we not? And, you know, most Anglophones assume that everybody speaks English, which is wrong. You know, you should at least make the effort. That's what I say. If I go to another country, I want to at least. You know, when I traveled to North Africa, I want to at least say something, you know, like, uh, you know, polite, for, you know, forms of bonjour and, you know, whatever in, in Arabic, because I feel that's what I have to do when you just get this big smile, you know, it's just wonderful. So being able just to say and make that effort to make a few, you know, little gestures is always appreciated. Okay, so you feel like French people are more welcoming than before nowadays? Well, I think France has opened up. Uh, I've got to know them better, I think. But I think the young people, your generation, now speak two or three languages. And I think that's a plus, you know, with this Erasmus Plus and, you know, everything that the European Union betted on, they betted on you, the youth, to, you know, to exchange and travel and study. And I think that helped a lot. Before France was much more closed. Um, and when countries are closed and not so open to the world because You know, um, I can tell you all kinds of things that I learned when I got here, but one of them was not that the French people were open or spoke English. Even that, just that, and you can ask your parents or your grandparents, wasn't the case before. You know, France has everything. Why should they go and look somewhere else? Why should they travel? Not like the Dutch or the Germans. They're, they're always traveling and going and they're curious, I guess, but the French have this, you know, they have it all. So why should they go and look somewhere else, right? So yeah. that too has changed, right? Yeah, true. Actually, a lot of people like are often stopping me in the metro or station, uh, asking me some things in English, like I was speaking English and able to answer to them. So yeah, that's funny. Isn't that great? Yeah, see, that's changed. Of course, that's nice. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so is a language uh, a, is language a tool to not fall in like to not get into a conflict or to get out of a conflict? Do you? Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know if I told you about my my what my what I studied in college. I studied international relations, uh, which is you know les sciences politiques, um, and I always wanted to be a diplomat. So for me, a language was, was a tool. And then I went, once my kids were grown, I went to do two more masters in French, um, in France. It, uh, I did defense and strategy, sorry, defense policies and strategies. And then I went on to do conflict resolution because I wanted to understand how a conflict is made uh, and how you can get out of it. And obviously language is a terrific medium a moyen to communicate. Uh, so if you have, I figure if I have four languages, somebody's going to speak one of those, right? It doesn't have to be English, it can be French, it can be German, or it can be Italian. I figure that would be really good. I would like to have Russian and Arabic, then I would be complete, I think. Um, that, but, you know, uh, at this point, you know, I think, well, I just try to do what I can. And yes, language is, is really important and can probably get you out of a conflict, definitely. Okay, thank you. And this is also a tool to serve your identity. Like, will you switch language according to also the image, like to control your image or to control the perception that people have to you according to the language you're going to speak? That's, that's a very interesting question. Um, I consider myself to be very French and I feel very comfortable with my French identity. Uh, and my francophonie, you know, that's something that I really like. And like I said, language is, is a whole. It, it, it encompasses culture, it encompasses architecture, it encompasses history. And, th and there's something that I have adhered to these last almost 40 years that, that I like about not only the language, but the country, the culture. So it's a whole, right? Uh, English is about the same um, when you identify with something. And of course, I could never renege on my American identity, but it's also German and Ukrainian. So um, I have a very strong um, uh, link uh, to my childhood, to very fond memories growing up in California. Uh, that, that's, you know, a person is a complex person, right? I, I have this basis um, that allowed me to grow. And I think that was probably part of it. So. I, I can't renege on my Americanness or my English, you know, speaking, but um, I keep it there as sort of like the foundation of my house, if you will, if I can do an, an image, you know, and then on the house is really a French house, but its foundation is American, German and Ukrainian. There you go. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I see. So you, you will use that to also to the perception, like according to what people can perceive of you, you will change the language you're speaking? Um, perception, I think um, I, my identification is as a, a French, uh, French person of American origin or Eastern European origin. Um, and yes, I will change when I feel it's necessary that I, you know, That, that I can best express myself or best communicate. Okay, 
Perfect, thank you. And so mm -hmm. finally, do you feel like your foreign experiences or your multiple uh, cultures extra are a strength to adapt now to any situation? Does it help to get out of the conflicts extra? Definitely, definitely. I think, and you know, understanding, as I said, I'm teaching a, a course on intercultural communications and I always go back to my own experiences Um, the fact that we are, or I am, multifaceted already opens up so much doors culturally. I said I understood, you know, my father came from the, the Russian-speaking country, so we had exposure. My parents exposed us very early to that part of the country, so more of the Eastern Slavic-speaking peoples. And then on my mother's side, we had all the Germanic-speaking peoples, which not only opened up Germany, but Austria, and one when you understand German, you can also understand Dutch, Swedish, Norwegian, you know, Finnish is an exception as is Hungarian, but you can imagine already that ouverture, this opening to already, you know, half a dozen or dozen countries already. And again, like I always say, it's not only about the language. And then I learned French and then I learned Italian. So this opened up the rest of the part of Europe that I didn't have just from my own home, you know, right? So you have all these Slavic, Germanic, And now I've got all the Latin. So, you know, I remember when I went to Portugal before my children were born, I spoke Italian to the Portuguese and they didn't speak English. So there you go. Yeah, perfect. It just means like the Asian part of the word and then you have it all. Well, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I told you I was, um, I just married my, my son off to a beautiful Colombian um, girl. And um, I, I even, as my fifth language, I was going to start Spanish because I grew up in California and most people learn Spanish because, you know, we're neighbors with, you know, the whole, you know, uh, back part of South America, which is attached to America. But I figured I'm not going to learn Spanish. Every, I want to learn French. I want to be different. I want to have an advantage, right? So I didn't learn Spanish. I can, I can understand Spanish and I can, you know, say, say a few things, but that I didn't get. And then there's the Asian. You're absolutely right. There's Asia or I would have, like I said, um, I would have liked to learn Russian and, and Arabic. So, you know, I would have had at least my sphere, what I would call a sphere of influence, uh, already, already covered entirely. But that's a, that'll be for the second life. <laughs> of course. Okay, thank you very much. It was really interesting. Really, really. We'll have a lot of content and things to, to make with that interview and all the things you say. So thank you so much. Of course, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah.